Good morning. Welcome to all those that are joining us for Likutei Halochas, Yoredeya, Chelik Sheni, Hilchoi Savodim, Halocha Beis. We dedicate the learning today, Li'ilu Nishmas, Yentafradal Bas Reb Yeshu Aryeh, Harini Kaporas Mishkova, and for a complete Rafu Shalema for all those that need it, including Chavivachana Bas Galia, Idis Bas Miriam Reindel, Michal Sora Bas Adasa, Gitaleya Bas Frumit, Doniel Yehoshua ben Yente Freda Blima, Necharochel bas Hindalea, Fruma bas Genesa, Yehudis Nechoma bas Miriam, Chaim Yitzchok ben Chanarivka, Dvoira Gila Simcha bas Chava, Leia Esther bas Malka, Baruch Mordechai ben Tali, Soralea bas Chavaliba, Avram ben Soralea, Avigail Brocha bas Shira Dvoira, David Lei ben Shena, Aviva Chaya Bas Esther Mindel, Shlemenisa Ben Mazel, Avram David Ben Chana, Sorigitl Bas Chanarifa, Miriam Esther Bas Sorigitl, Chaim Arye Ben Brocha, Chaim Ben Rachel, Soramaya Bas Sipara Rivka, Pesia Bas Chay Esther, Gitgenendel Bas Sipara, Lebeleya Bas Sipara, Tuvyet Svi Ben Chaya Aliza, Avivilana Bas Yuspendel, Sorocha Bas Yuspendel, Yehudis Ruchama Bas Chavarus, Betzaro Lichil Michel Ben Chiachava, David Ben Behia Shendel Bas Lea, Yaakov Yeshua Ben Freindel Rechel, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel, Yisrael Nosson Ben Malkiida, Yisrael Ben Chanalea, Yelet Shoshana Bas Chanalea, Liana Golda Bas Chanafega, Shloimo Ben Rifkish Prinsa, Chaim Tzvi Ben Vairalea, Moshe Mendel ben Leia, Lei ben Jenya, Besuch Sharcha Yisrael. The halacha we're going to be doing now, halacha Beis, is based on chapter 51 in Likud Imran, which is a little bit of a deeper chapter, talking about deep concepts. It's presented very clearly in Likud Imran. Rav Nosenzal wrote it very, very clear, but it's a little bit higher level concepts, and we'll do the best we can to make it as clear as possible. Inyan Mila Savodim, the requirement that if a Jew has an Evid Knani, he must see to it that the Evid Knani has a bris Mila. Al Pia Maimar Omrabi Akiva, Kishitagiu Lavne Shaish Tohor, Al Toimrumayimoyim. This is based on the Gemara that says that Rabbi Akiva, when Rabbi Akiva and his friends went up to the Pardes, to a very, very high place in heaven, <clears throat> he said to them that when you get to these certain stones, <clears throat> these pure stones, don't say water, water. They might look to you like water, but they're not. Shenemar, because there's a Pasuk that says, Doiver shkorim lo that a person who speaks falsely, a person who says lies, cannot be in the presence of Hashem's eyes. Ayin bedivrei Rabbeinazal, Rav Nosazal says, look over that chapter on the Kutimran well, Hareini Kaporas Mishkavoi, which means Rav Nosazal wrote this halacha during the, the year when Rabbeinazal passed away, kol hamaymar azeh be'er heiteh, study this entire chapter on the Kutimran careful, well. Vahaklal, to summarize, the main highlights of what Rabbi Nezal says there, if we want to accomplish 
that after creation should be as pure and holy and good as before creation, av uben so that father and son should be like one. Rabbeinu Salovodei refers to before creation, there was only Hashem. Kaviochel Hashem is the father. When Hashem made the Bria, the Bria is considered to be like a child of Hashem, a, pro- a product of Hashem. So the Bria is referred to as Ben. If we want the Av and Ben to be one, we see in the word Avne, that's mentioned in the Gemara there, Avne Shayish Tohar, Rabbi Nizal says there, Avne is Av and Ben. Tzorech li Zohir Misheke, Sheyeh Kula Yechod, Kula we want everything to be one and good like it was before creation. Person has to be very careful to avoid any type of lie. Because when a person is telling the truth, when a person is speaking emes, they have the direct supervision of Hashem upon them. As, because the Pasuk said, Doiver Shkorim, a person who lies cannot be in the presence of Hashem. So the more a person is telling the truth, the closer a person is to the emes, the more that person has the eyes of Hashem upon them. And when that hashgacha is strong on the person, then everything is one. Because when Hashem's Hashgacha is operating fully and strongly, then everything is one. Then, after creation, it becomes part of before creation. The Father and Son are like one. Whereas when a person lies, when a person speaks falsely, they remove that direct supervision of Hashem from them. Hashem is not looking at them. Because emes is one. Rabbi Nezal shows there in the Kutamran, he shows several proofs to this. One of them is that if I want to say, if I want to say the truth about something, I say this is a cup, this is a glass. If I want to lie, I can say it's a table, it's a chair, I could say a hundred different things. Sheker is many, emes is one. So we always talk about this concept of like MS shall MS and that there are different levels of truth. Well it will come to that. We'll come to that. Avul Sheker who Rochik Meyachod. Whereas sheker, falseness, is far from one, from Hashem. Bechinas, as the Pesach says, speaking about the other nations, bikshu cheshboinois rabim. They want many cheshboinois, that term rabim. We know that emun in Hashem is called Hashem Echod, onoichi Hashem alikecha, and avidizara is called Elohim acherim, plural, Russian plural. And what allows sheker, evil, tuma, to exist is its distance from this oneness. Because 
Because as soon as Hashem went ahead and created the worlds, there became two. Dahainu Habriya, the Koidam Habriya. There was the creation and what was before creation. And that's what eventually led to the possibility of sheker, ev- uh, sheker, falseness, which is evil. But before creation, there was only one. There was only good. Rabbi Nezal says there on the Kutimran that even the word tahara, purity, could not apply before creation. Because purity only applies when there's purity and impurity. The whole concept of tahara, purity, begins from after, after Hashem already created. Ki because the term Tara implies that there's Tuma, purity, impurity. Vehu Sikra de Levi. And we know that the term Tara is associated with Levi. There's a posseg Vitiharto is Halavian, Sikra de Smola. And Levi is the left side. Kohen is the right side. Levi is the left side. Shemisho Mishtal Shel Achizas Hasitra Achra, Shua Sheker. And we know that it's from the left side that the sitrachra, the sheker, evil, all originates. And that's what makes it possible for a person to go up from tuma to tahara because they're both on the same channel, they're both on the same side, both are from the left side. Because the whole concept of Tuma coming into existence, it originates from Tahara. Bechinas v'tiharto as b'nei levi, as the Pesach says. Ayin shom kol ho'inyin azeh. Rav says, look over that whole chapter on the Kutimran. Ki omoik ma'oid ma'oid. Because it's very, very deep. Rav does not say this about every chapter on the Kutimran. But this one obviously is talking about deep concepts before creation, after creation, tuma originating from tahara. You cannot have tahara unless this this tuma or tahara only begins after Hashem created the world. You cannot use the word toher about Hashem before creation, etc., etc. Rabbein Azal explains all of this over there in Likut Emran, and there's several chapters of Likut Alochis on that Torah Likut Imran. If you recall, going back a while, in, in, in Chelek Aleph of Yoridea, we had a famous halacha, Hilchas Ribis, halacha hey, which was a long halacha, which was also based on this chapter on Likut Imran, talking about Emes and Sheker. Paragraph base, V'zeh b'chinas mitzvahs mila savodim. And with this introduction, will be able to understand why we're required to give a bris mila to an Eved Knani. Ki ha'orlo shehi zuama sanochosh hi bechinas ha-sheker shehu hora shehu ha Because the orlo that covers the bris is associated with the tumma of the snake, which is synonymous with sheker, evil, tumma. Bechinas zuama sanochosh kayadu, as the Zohar Kodesh says very clearly, 
that that's what the tomb of the snake was. Hashem is emes, and the snake opposed Hashem. Hashem said, don't eat from the tree, and the snake encouraged them, yes, to eat from the tree. <coughs> because when we remove the orla at the bris, then it becomes, the, the bris kodesh becomes a seal of truth. Bechinas ois emes, shehi bechinas habris kodesh. When? Kishemavirun mimenu ha'orla dechafiyal habris. When we remove that orla, that extra piece of skin that's covering the bris, shehi bechinas sheker, which the Zohar Kodesh refers to as sheker, bechinas meshaker bechoysomo damalka. The Zohar Kodesh refers to a person who doesn't have a bris mila as a person who is lying about the seal of Hashem. We know the seal of Hashem is emes. emes. A person who doesn't reveal the bris kodesh by removing the orla, the Zohar Kodesh calls that sheker. Ki iker hatzelem elokim, tzelem dmus tavnisay kaviyochel, hu adam mohul. Because when we say that man is created in the image of Hashem, Rav Nosanzal says the image of Hashem is when a person is circumcised, has been circumcised, shehu chosum bechoysem emes, which means that person has that seal of emes upon them. Whereas when that extra piece of skin is covering the bris, hu bechina sheker, that's sheker, ki ein tselem ha'odom klal, that's not the real way a human being should look. Ki kolzman sheha'olaboy hu balmum gomor. Because so long as a person has this extra piece of skin covering the bris, the person is considered blemished. It's a mum. Kamashapirish Rashi, al posuk hishalech lefonai veheye tonim. As Rashi explains on the posuk in Chumish, when Hashem says to Avram Avinu regarding his circumcision, Hashem says, go before me, and I want you to be complete. Tomim means complete. In this case, the completion requires removing something. We know, for example, most products, most food products or anything like that, are come when you buy it, it's covered and it's sealed. In that state, you can't use it yet. You can only actually really use it once the cover has been removed. The act of removing the cover is a form of completing the item. I and Shem take a look at the Rashi, where Rashi explains this. So therefore the Orla is literally Sheker. Because it presents a false image <coughs> of what a man is supposed to look like. Because a person looks at this and thinks this is a man, this is not a man. Because in truth, that extra piece of skin is not at all part of the real shape of a, of a person. It's attached to the person as a, as a lie, a false thing. 
because it looks as if it's just like any other part of skin of a person. But in reality, it's complete sheker. Because that's not the real way a person's supposed to look. Because the true image of man reflecting the image of Hashem is when the man has a, this seal of truth. Which is, which is accomplished by removing that orla. She'oz nikra tomim. That's when the Torah refers to the person as whole, complete. V'chein mevura bekama mekoymos. Rav Nosazal says we find in many places that it's, it's made very clear. She'shmiras habris. She'ibechinas mitzvah smila. He'ibechinas emes. That all items of purity regarding the relationship between men and women and, and the bris mila, which is also a form of tikana bris, are referred to as emes, bechinas kuloi zera emes, as the Torah describes B'nai Yisrael, who have a bris mila and who observe shmiras habris, we are referred to as kuloi zera emes, all children of truth, seed of truth. Ulehepech pegama bris, bechinas orlo dechafial bris, Whereas a person sinning in the area of bris, <coughs> this orla which covers the bris is referred to as sheker, which is the tumor of the original snake. Interesting question. <coughs> Can it be said that tumor and tahara are one concept in a sense in the same way as matzah <coughs> can only be made from grains that can become chametz. It would seem that there is a connection there. <clears throat> that the term, the term tara only really applies when there's a concept of tumor. Nimtza, shehoeved, hu sheker, bebechinas orla, bebechinas rochoik echod. <coughs> and therefore, Rav Nosanzal concludes, I'm sorry, Vezeh Bechinas Eved Shehu Oror. And this concept of Tumor Sheker is associated with, an, with the Eved, who is cursed, just like the snake was cursed. Bechinas Oror Kenan, Eved Avodem Yelechov. We know that Kenan was cursed to be a slave, a servant to his brothers. Shehu Zera Chom. Knan was a child of Chom. Bechinas Pegamabris, Zua Masanochosh. And Chom is associated with Pegamabris, the tomb of the snake. Shenemar Boy Ororato. By the snake, Hashem said, You are cursed. Kemuva, as is brought in the Tikkunay Zoyar. So the snake is Sheker, the snake is cursed, and Chom was cursed. Why was he cursed? Because of Pigama Bris. Because Chum is the one who exposed Noyach. The Gemara has different opinions as to what type of Pigama Bris Chum did with his father Noyach. So Chum is Pigama Bris, and the curse, or the curse to Chum went to his son Kenan. Why? Because it's brought that Noyach had three children. 
and after having three children is when Cham committed this act of Pigama Bris. So he cursed, so when Hashem issued the curse, he cursed Cham's fourth child, which was Canaan. Nimzo, Sheho Orlo, Shibachina Sheker, Zuamasanochosh, Hibachinas Eved, Shehu Orl. So we just showed that the Orla, which is Sheker, which is the tomb of the snake, who is cursed, is synonymous with Eved, who is also cursed. Orokanan Eved. Kiho Eved, who bebechinas has Sheker. Because the Eved is associated with Sheker. Sha'achizosoi mehishtalshelus shel achara whose origins begin only after creation, post creation. Because as we said earlier, when there's Sheker, then Achar Habriya cannot be one with Koidem Habriya. Because we mentioned the Pasuk earlier, those who speak false cannot be in the presence of Hashem. So they're apart from Hashem. Vazai ein of uben kachada kaviochel, and then the father and the child, the son, are not one. Vazai noifel laavdus chasvishon, and then we fall into slavery, servitude. Ki ho'eved hu hepechaben, because a slave, a servant, is the opposite of the son. This is a concept that's mentioned, we're going to see later. Rav I'll speak about this more clearly. This is mentioned in the Zohar Kodesh that Ben and Eved are opposites. We, B'nai Yisrael, are referred to as the, the child of Hashem. Hashem calls us B'ni B'choyri Yisrael. The other nations, to the other nations, Hashem is a king and, and they are his servants, Avodim. We know that we're going to see later that even a Jew is supposed to strive to have the qualities of both, the qualities of Ben and Eved. And on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, we say, Im kibonim, im ka'avodim. Im kibonim rachmenu kovavabonim, vim ka'avodim. We say, Hashem, whether we're like, whether we're, you consider us your children, or you consider us your avodim. We know that in the beginning of the Navi Yeshua, it refers to Moshe Rabbeinu as Eved Hashem. Because when the world or when an individual person is in the state of Ben, then it's possible for post-creation to be one with pre-creation. The father and the son should be like one. When? When it's Av Uben, when it's father and son. Because the, a son and a father are actually one. Because the son originates in the brain of the father. The seed from which the child was produced originates from the brain of the father. So therefore, when the person is a ben, is a real ben, then automatically father and son are like one. And post-creation can be one with pre-creation. 
Because we said in reality, the father and son are one. But when there's sheker, then you don't have this oneness between father and son. And then the person is in the category, or the world is in the category of Eved. Because a slave, a servant, is something completely different from the master. He is not one with the master. Nimza, so therefore we conclude from this paragraph, Sheho Eved, who Bebechinas Sheker, Bebechinas Orla, Bebechinas Rochik Meechod, that the category of Eved is associated with Sheker, is associated with Orla, which is far from oneness. Ki Iker Bechinas Kula Yechod, the Haino Shia Acharabria Kamaikoidam Abria, who Rak Bebechinas Ben. Because this concept of everything being one, post-creation and pre-creation being one, is only when there's ben. Bechinas avu ben kechoda. Father and son can be considered like one. Avu ben daika. Note it's when it's father and son. V'chein merumaz bedivar acher. And Rab says... We see so too in another chapter in the Kutimran, Torah Kufyud Zayin, Sheho Bebchina Sheker, that servants are associated with Sheker, Shehu Zuamasanochosh, which is the tumor of the snake. Just a moment. Yes. There, Rabbeinazal quotes a Gemara, where the Gemara says, that when Elianovi is going to come to announce the coming of Moshiach, the Gemara says Elianovi is going to come to push away Sheker and to be Makarev Emes, to bring close Emes and push away Sheker. And we know, <coughs> we know that the snake is the one who brought death to the world and sleep is associated with death. The Gemara says sleep is one-sixtieth of death, and the Gemara says ten measures of sleep came down to the world. Slaves took nine, nine-tenths of sleep. So Eved is the concept of Canaan, the concept of sleep, horror, death, Sheker, all of those things. Exactly. Any questions, please? A question, does this mean that a non-Jew who removed his Orla is on a higher level than other Goyim, since they have this, this uh, an extra aspect of emes? I believe that this only applies to Jews. The mitzvah of Mila was not given to non-Jews. It was given only to Bnei Yisrael. If a Goy does this, I don't think it has the same effect at all. It's only when a person, when a non-Jew is converting in the process of Gerus, then the mitzvah of Mila is a mitzvah. Um, uh, can you say that a Goyen, uh, That a Goy? That a Goy has a Tzelem Aleikim? No. 
That's what we're saying here. That one of the things that shows that a goy does not have its selam alikim is that a person doesn't have its selam alikim until they remove that arla through a bris milah. And goyim don't have the mitzvah bris milah. They have some part of Hashem. They have a nefesh. There are different parts of the neshama. Nefesh, ruach, neshama. It's brought that a goy has nefesh. They don't have neshama. They don't have ruach. Different things. Different parts of Kedusha that only a Jew has, not a goy. Sometimes the word nefesh is used to mean the body. There are different words in Lashon Kodesh that are used in a few different ways. Yes. Is it true then that a woman doesn't have a tselem aleikim? I don't think so. I do not think that's true. A woman is something different. A woman by a woman, this 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 doesn't apply. Exactly, exactly. And don't forget that a woman came from a man. The, the Hashem took the tzela from Odom and turned it into a woman. So the bris mila of the man could be, that's the ticken for the woman also automatically. Not that I know of. Non-Jews do not have this tzela malikin. V'alkein, paragraph Gimel, V'alkein tzivsa toiro lomola saben k'dei lahavir horolo shia sheker. And this is why the Torah commanded a father to give his son a bris mila in order to remove the orla, the sheker. K'dei sheyumshach hashgochoso yisporach aleinu. Because the more we remove the sheker, the more we draw the hashgocha of Hashem upon us. K'dei sheyia achar abriya k'moi koidom abriya in order to bring together after creation with before creation. Bechinas av uben kechoda, the father and son should be like one. Bechinas kuloyechod, this oneness. Kize ikaravoidasenu, because this is our mission statement in this world. Our mission is to be able to take achar habriya and make it one with koidom habriya. This is our main goal. To achieve this, that after creation should be like before creation. Because the orla covering the bris is like clouds covering the eyes. That we have the term cataract that people are familiar with today, something that's covering the vision. And when these clouds are covering the eyes, when the orla is covering the bris, the hashgoch of Hashem is not upon us. Because orla, the orla is an aspect of pegama bris which is a pegam of the eyes. Those two go together. The orlas halev and the, the pegam of the eyes. Kamuva, as is brought in chapter 7 in the Bris, But when we remove that orla that's covering the bris, we automatically remove these clouds that are covering the eyes 
And this brings that direct supervision of Hashem upon us. And then father and son are like one. Because through this, the person goes out of the category of Eved, which we said is associated with Sheker, and enters into the category of Ben. And then it's all one. Father and son are like one. question is there a reason why we're facing nowadays more sheker in the world? The answer is yes, because there's a possible that the real appreciation of light comes from darkness. When there's darkness, you can appreciate light. And the great light that Hashem is going to reveal when Mashiach is going to come, the emes that's going to be revealed when Hashem is going to come, will shine much more brightly because of the sheker, the hisgapros of sheker, before Moshiach's coming. Meaning it's getting darker and darker and darkest, and then you know that's when the light gets turned on. Just like night and morning, night and day. And this explains also why the mitzvah to circumcise a child is especially on the father. Because before creation and after creation are also referred to as father and son. Because Hashem is called father. And the entire creation is a product of, of Hashem, like a child is a product of the father. So the, the entire creation is called Ben, the son. And as soon as the creation came into existence, there, there became a possibility, a potential of Sheker attaching itself. Sheker, which is this Orla. And we have to remove the Orla in order to allow father and son to become one again. And therefore, by the father being the one to circumcise the son, through this, we have a rule that our actions down here bring a corresponding reaction above in heaven. So by the Father <coughs> perfecting the Son down here, that brings about a perfection, a union between Father and Son, between Hashem, between before creation and after creation. Because by the Father circumcising His Son, Hashem, who is our father, removes the orla from the entire creation. Which orla is that? That's the sheker. So that Hashem and the world, father and son, should be able to be like one. So again, the main reason behind mila 
is to remove and destroy the sheker, which is that orla, shibachinas eved, which is associated with the slaves, shehu horava hatuma, which is associated with evil and tuma, kedei sheyu bebachinas choysam oisemes, in order that it should become the sign of truth, kedei sheyachar abriya kmoikoidam abriya, so that post-creation should be like pre-creation, Bechinas Avu Ben Kachada, father and son being like one. Now note today, there are very few fathers that are zoichet to be able to perform the mitzvah bris milah. There are some, and they're very fortunate to know how to do it and to do it properly. But what's done is that before the moel does the bris, he goes over to the father and he says, you're making me a shaliach. You're making me a messenger to do the bris milah on your behalf. And the Gemara tells us, that when somebody appoints somebody else to be their messenger, then when the messenger does something, it's considered exactly as if the one who made him a messenger is doing it. Paragraph Dalit. Any questions? The darker the world becomes, the more we need higher level tzaddikim to be able to infuse emes even within that incredible darkness. Paragraph Dalid, V'yalkein tzivso ha-toyro lomuleh And now we'll be able to understand also why the Torah has commanded us to give it, to circumcise an eved, an eved knani, k'day l'achniya u'levatel ha-orla b'sharosha, in order to weaken and eliminate the Orla at its source. Shehi bechinas Eved. The Orla is rooted in the concept of Eved, Shu Hepechaben, which is the opposite of the sun. Shehu bechinas Achar Habriya. The Eved is the concept of, of post creation. Kisheino Nechleles Chasvishon Bekoidim Habriya. When the post creation is not joining together, is not one with pre-creation. As a result of the sheker taking hold. And when that happens, the creation is no longer referred to as a son, but rather only as an eved, which is much more distant from, its, from, the, from the master than a son is from the father. And it's in the aspect of Eved, Sheker, that's where the Orla is, is associated. And therefore, when we circumcise the Eved, we're, we're defeating the Orla at its source. Because the source of Orla is in Eved. And when we eliminate the Orla from an Eved by circumcising him, then the Eved can also <coughs> become part of the aspect of Ben. Because what makes him Eved is the association with Sheker. Shal yodoi nisrachek mi'echod, which caused him to become distant from echod. 
Vazai Einoi Bebchinas Ben, not Bechinas Evid. And when the Sheker is prevalent, <coughs> then the Evid cannot be Ben, he's only Evid. But when we remove the Orla from him, Shehi HaSheker, which is the symbol of Sheker, Azai Nichlal Ho Evid Beben, then even the Evid can become part of the Ben, Venase Kulo Yechod, and it becomes all one. <coughs> and now Rav Nosensal clarifies. Ki Iso Bezoyer Kodesh, Beraya Mehemna, Parshas Bahar. We find in the Zohar Kodesh, in the section where Moshe Rabbeinu speaks. Moshe Rabbeinu is called the Raya Mehemna, and Moshe Rabbeinu makes many appearances in the Zohar Kodesh. Shekol Echod Yisrael Tzorich Lavoides Hashem Yisborach B'Shtei Bechinois. Every single Jew is required to serve Hashem with two different, in two different ways. B'Bechinas Ben or B'Bechinas Eved. We're supposed to serve Hashem the way a son would serve a parent, and we're also supposed to be willing to serve Hashem in the ways that an Eved, a slave, a servant, serves a master. We know when you picture royalty, today we hardly have such a thing, but you can see pictures of, of, of Great Britain, places where they had the king and the queen and the prince and the princesses. If a prince was sitting at a meal, with his father, with his family, <clears throat> and the king wanted salt or pepper, the prince normally wouldn't go up to get it. They would tell one of the servants, go bring this and that. But the Zohar Kodesh says that the great tzaddikim, <clears throat> and, and a Jew who wants to, wants to be like a tzaddik, is willing to serve Hashem like a son and like a slave. There's, <laughs> there's nothing too demeaning that a person wouldn't do to serve Hashem. They say that Rashi HaKodesh, Rashi, who Rabbein Zal refers to as the, the brother of the Torah, Rashi, who is one of the holiest, if not the holiest commentary on Torah, on Chumash, on Navi, on Gemara. How, how did this child come into the world, such a holy, great child? His father, the father of Rashi, used to, when he was in shul, if he saw any dirt in front of the Oren Kodesh, he would use his beard to clean up the dirt in front of the Oren Kodesh. Such a level of Eved, number one, cleaning the floor and cleaning it with his beard. Could be there was no broom or whatever. That level of servitude for Hashem, of being willing to do what an Eved needs to do, to dirty his hands and dirty, you know, for the sake of Hashem. And this is perfection. When a person's serving Hashem covers both bases. He has all the qualities of a Ben and he has all the qualities of an Eved. I and Shem, take a look over there in the Zohar Kodesh. And we also have a chapter on the Kutimaran. one of the Rosh Hashanah Torahs that appears in the, se- in the beginning of the second half of Likut Imran, where Rabbein Azal speaks about this. I believe it's Torah Hay in the second half of Likut Imran. Yes, it's Torah Hay in the second half of Likut Imran <coughs> in paragraph Tesvav, paragraph 15 whereby this was a shear that Rabbein Azal gave on Rosh Hashanah 
And Rabbeinu Sal, when he was walking to Tashlich with his students that year, Rabbeinu Sal fell, and it was, it was muddy, it was dirty in the area where he fell, and his clothing became dirty. And they had to go back and bring a change of clothing for Rabbeinu Sal in order to be cleansed. And in the shear that Rabbeinu Sal gave after Tashlich, that was when Rabbeinu Sal would speak on Rosh Hashanah, in the evening, the early evening of the first day, going into the night of the second day. Rabbeinu Salvir included a whole major piece of that chapter in Likud Imran, speaking about how serving Hashem Bishlemus requires a person being willing to go into the dirt in order to serve Hashem. It requires the Ben being willing to be an Eved in serving Hashem. And Rav Nosanzal says, this is related to what we were speaking about earlier. Before Hashem created everything, there was only one, only Hashem. And as soon as Hashem brought creation into actuality, Hashem actualized the creation, He took it from thought, from theory, into actual existence, as I take Then there were two, There was the existence before creation, when there was only Hashem, and there was post-creation. And once there's two, now there becomes a potential for shek for the sitrachra. There's one side and another side, which is sheker. The concept of right and left. Ben the Eved, son and slave. Because before creation, when there was only one, there was only Hashem, the Zohar Kodesh says, then there was only right, there was no left. And if that's the case, if before creation was right, then after creation, the creation is left. As Rabbein Azal explains this in chapter 51 on the Kudimran, which this halach is based on. And this is the origin of the whole concept of right and left that exists everywhere. <clears throat> because all of them originate from these two, from Koydam Abriya and Achar Abriya. We know we speak about creation, many Sfarim that speak about creation speak about Hashem creating yesh me'ayin, something from nothing. Originally there was only Hashem, which is referred to as ein soif, infinite, or ayin. Ayin means nothing in the sense that no constriction, no, no, no shape or form, that's this term ayin. Yesh, the word yesh is yemin smoil. The yud is yemin, the shin is smoil. That the creation resulted in a concept of right and left, a concept of koidem abriya and achra abriya. ben And this is also the concept of a son and a slave. 
כי בן הוא כשנכלל אחרא בריאה בקוידם הבריאה, וכן אסאבו בן כחודו. Because as we said earlier, the, the aspect of בן, when the world is in the category of בן, then after creation and before creation can be one. ועבד הוא כשאין נכלל חס ושלום. The category of עבד is when before creation and after creation are not one. נמצא שבן הוא בבחינס קוידם הבריאה. So therefore, the concept of בן is like pre-creation. כי מאחר שנכלל אב ובן כחודו, because since we're saying that when there's בן, pre-creation and post-creation are like one, then אין חילוק בין קוידם הבריאה לאחר כך. Then there's no difference between before creation and after creation. ועל כן, בחינס בן הוא בבחינס קוידם הבריאה. And therefore, it's possible for us to be allowed to say that בן is before creation. Even though if you look back, I, I told you 50 lines ago that Pre-creation is the father, post-creation is the son. Everything is relative. Everything is relative. And when, ben, when the Ben is a real Ben, and he's one with the father, then Ben can also be referred to as pre-creation. Avol Eved, whereas Eved, hu bebechinas achrabriya. Eved is definitely post-creation. Vuhu bechinas yemin usmoel. And this is the concept of right and left. The right is pre-creation. Because pre-creation, it was only oneness, which is referred to as, 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 the, as right. Whereas left represents after creation. And our avoida is that the left should merge together, should become one with the right. Because each and every single one of us, based on how well we serve Hashem and we defeat this, the Eitzahara, the Sitra Achra, which is attached to the left side, when the Eitzahara is attached to the left side, the left side cannot join with the right side. When we get rid of the Eitzahara, now left can merge with right. To the degree that a Jew is doing that, to that degree that person is helping post-creation to become one with pre-creation. Shehu tachlis kol That's the ultimate purpose of everything we're doing. And this is why the Zohar Kodesh says we're supposed to try our best to serve Hashem in both ways. In the ways that a child serves a parent and in the ways that a slave serves a master. So that the right should be able to merge with the, so that the left should be able to merge with the right. In order to bring about this union between post-creation and pre-creation. We didn't say yet that a question in the chat 
We didn't say that the slave becomes one with his master when he's given a bris milah. We didn't say it yet. <coughs> Rav Nelson Zal is going to come to that. To what degree <coughs> the slave becomes joined? He doesn't become one completely. We're going to discuss that in the next shir Yitzhashem. But you see here again a case where everything is relative. When we speak about before creation and after creation, we said that after creation there was a concept of right and left. Before creation there was no concept of right and left. Everything was one. Now we're saying that pre-creation, that that, that oneness is referred to as right. That oneness where there's no left and right is called kula yamina, all right. And in that context, we're calling pre-creation right and post-creation left. Don't get confused, don't get mixed up. Hey, make up your mind, which is it? It's both. It's relative, everything is relative. When we want to refer to pre-creation as I in nothingness, then in nothingness there's no right or left. There's, there's, it's, it's nothingness, and it's only after creation that became a concept of right and left. But when we want to speak, but that nothingness also, the Zohar Kodesh says, it wasn't, there was no left there, it's considered as if it's all right, it's all Yemen. And there are many examples of this concept of bringing together right and left. Koyen is chesed, Levi is gvura. That's why the Leviim was supposed to serve the Koyanim. The Levi washes the hands of the Koyen. By the Levi serving the Koyen, that's how the left, the Levi who is the left side, is merged, becoming one with the right and getting its tikkun. It's a shame we have a lot more to say about this. Wishing everybody a wonderful Shabbos. We're in the seven weeks of Nechama. We're going to read Parshas Ekev this week. Chumish Dvarim, which the whole Chumish is a Chiddush. The Chumish Dvarim is reviewing everything that Klal Yisrael went through in the Midbar, and it's Moshe Rabbeinu giving Musr to the Jewish people, a, a healthy, good Musr. We should be zeichar to hear all the messages in the Torah, and get and Hashem should console us completely with the coming of Moshiach. Binyan Beis Amidesh Meir Yameinu Amen Amen.